Father, we give you thanks, we give you praise for the Spirit of God that is moving in our lives. Lead us, bless us this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated, give the Lord a clap offering. Thank you, Archbishop, for welcoming us to this church for this conference. It's a great blessing and honor for us. And thank you all the fathers and pastors who are here. Today, I want to continue on the identifying dangerous enemies. Amen. Now, it is important to identify the enemy so that you um, overcome in life and the ministry. How many of us here are pastors? All right. Very good. Now, it is important to understand and know that even right by your side, the devil is present. And before, no, I don't mean the person sitting by you. <laughs> but in the realm of the spirit, there are devils everywhere. And they watch you very closely. That is why they are called familiar spirits. It's one of the names of the devil. Familiar spirits. They, are, they, they watch you so closely that they even know your sex life. That is why the Bible says that when you are fasting, you say we should get married and that if you fast uh, and abstain from sex, you should come together quickly, lest Satan would tempt you. So it means Satan is monitoring that one too. And it means that he can see I don't know whether I'm with Christians. <laughs> yes. First Corinthians chapter seven and verse five. Defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent for a time that you may give yourself to fasting and prayer and come together again that Satan tempt you not, that no other person than Satan to tempt you not for your incontinency, which means inability to control yourself. Because we all have an inability to control ourselves. And that inability is something that Satan capitalizes on. Satan himself 
So you see that the spirits are monitoring even your sex life because how would they know that it has been eight weeks? I think I'll stop this kind of uh, talking. How will they know if Satan is not in the room? So Satan monitors many things closely and targets Christians and pastors, especially pastors. And depending on how you are, what you are like, he will prepare a tailor-made temptation for you, depending on how you are like, what you are like. Because there are some things that will not work. You see, there are certain foods if they are presented to you, it will not be a temptation. In fact, you may feel like vomiting when you see the food. So, Satan has to prepare something that works in your case. Everything works differently for everybody. And so he has to tailor, make something custom made just for you. How you are, you are a Kenyan, you are from Tika, you are from Nairobi, you are from Nakuru, you are from Kisumu, you are from Eldoret, or you are a Tanzanian, or you are a West African, or you are a North African, or you are a woman, you are single, you are married, you have children, you have a strong husband, you have a weak husband. Depend on how you are, a, a special package is prepared for you. And there is a lot of intelligence in satanic um, temptations. You know, one time I experienced, a, um, a, I, I don't know what to call whether it's a test or something um, horrible, you know, from the enemy. And I kept thinking that it's as if the, the enemy knows what I don't like. You know, what I don't like. Yes. And it's almost like they know you because what I, what that problem was, it's not a problem for so many people. 
But for me, I didn't like, I don't like those type of things. You see, there are some things that would affect you. Like, there are some things that if you do, I won't like you anymore. Yes. I personally, I won't like you. Like, from my life's experiences, there are certain things if you do as I'm a leader and you do them or say them or behave in a particular way, it's difficult for me to like you ever. I mean, I would use agape and First uh, Corinthians 13 and all these things, but naturally I won't like you. Yes, but I may use the scriptures to organize myself and all that, but there will not be a natural liking for you. And you see, the enemy knows everybody. Why does he know? Because he's monitoring. If you have a chance to watch lions, and I believe that in Kenya you have a lot of lions. Yes. And I believe that in Kenya you have a lot of lions. Bishop, you are welcome, sir. I believe that in Kenya you have a lot of lions. Lions, when you don't understand lions, you think that they are just strong. So they just attack anything and anyone. But it is not so. Lions study. And sometimes you just marvel at the plan that they have. They, they work as a team, even though they are strong. They work as a team. They organize themselves. And they, you see them sitting down in the afternoon looking at these buffaloes the whole day. Oh, you've not watched, you've not watched it before. I mean, they just stare at them and look at them. And then, sometimes when they're attacking, they, they know what will affect you. So they divide into sometimes eight. One goes here, one goes here, one goes here. And this one will attack you this way, but not to get you to, to eat you. He has no plan of eating. He said, there's a lot of intelligence. Yes. And then when you run this way, because you've seen the lion, the other one is already waiting at where you are running to. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever watched them in operation. You know, in one of the ancient books, it says that when Adam and Eve were sent out of the garden, that was the day that the mouths of all animals were closed. And from that day, they stopped speaking. Yes. It's in one of the books. And when you look at animals, you see that, you ask yourself, why can't they talk? Something has happened. Things are different after the fall. Yes. But how was the serpent talking? It didn't seem strange that the serpent was talking to Eve. Yeah. 
One day, a young man in Europe, he asked me, why should I believe such a story, a snake talking to a man? So these lions, they have uh, intelligence, and they know what you don't like. When you see them run, you run, I'm waiting on the other side. So Satan has a plan for everyone. And that plan is on till you die. You know, one day I heard Yongicho saying something. He was preaching. I was there actually that, that day he was preaching. And he said he was praying to be an old man. Because when he sits in the office and young, beautiful girls come for counseling, he feels a strong temptation. So he was praying that God will make him an old man and he will not have feelings again. But I think when he grew up, he realized there were other problems too that came. So it's like the problems don't really go away till you are out of this world. That's why they write, rest in peace. Because two new things are coming to your life. Number one is rest and number two is peace. These are two things you can enjoy. Rest and then peace. So, the enemy is constantly after believers. And and I tell you, one of the things is that Satan has no respect for your size. Or your age or how great you are and I saw one of them jump on the back of the elephant and he was riding the elephant like he was at a, 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 a what do you call those things circus or a fanfare or something for children he was riding the elephant he rode the elephant all the way the elephant was running and all of them were chasing him at the feet they have no respect for size. You see, they have no respect for the greatness of the church in every country. Satan has attacked the church in Europe. Very strong and great church. You know, it's the European church that produced John Wesley, that produced Pagan, that produced Calvin, George Jeffries, that produced Bonke. That produced who? Switzerland, yes. Zwingli, Martin Luther. And, you know, the Catholic Church, the churches, Anglican Church is English Church, Methodist Church is from England, Presbyterian Church is from Switzerland and Germany. But they just targeted the church. And today, the church is nothing in Europe yeah it's nothing it's like a minority something for Africans I'm just saying to tell you I don't know how strong you are 
and how great you are. But the enemy has no respect for your church and for your size. Yes. And that is why if you joke with the devil, you, 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 if, you, if you minimize and trivialize the importance of identifying the enemy and being against him specifically and never relenting, you find yourself defeated and destroyed, if not in the short term, in the long term. And what I'm preaching, I'm, pre- I'm preaching to myself too. No matter who you are, you know, you just have to be, you just, not that you have to be careful, because being careful is not really the issue, but you have to be on the move. You see, not, being careful cannot help. That's one of the reasons why I don't enjoy sometimes watching this World Cup things, because when you see a t- your team being careful, they are always playing the game near your goalpost. It is a health hazard. <laughs> It's a health hazard. You can have a pressure, a problem. I don't know. It's, it's too bad. So it's not about defending and being careful. I'm going to protect this. What you are protecting will eventually fall. Anything surrounded by a big wall of defense, eventually the wall will fall. Amen. Adolf Hitler. He built a wall. Can you imagine building a wall around Europe? (laughs) I mean, and not just a wall, like concrete rooms, bankers, continuous along the border of France and across a huge part of Europe to keep out invaders. He knew that in the end they would invade. But in the end, it will give in. So your defenses eventually will fail. What we know as Turkey today. What's the capital of Turkey? Istanbul. Constantinople was a Christian bastion. It was a Christian citadel of Christianity. And for a thousand years, it remained with walls, special walls that could not be overcome. If you read my book on a good general, there is a description of how eventually the walls of Constantinople were brought down. The walls are so thick, they have tunnels, people live in them and everything, but eventually, the walls came down. So your defenses, thank God, but you need to be on the move and moving forward so that the pressure is on the enemy. But right now, the pressure is on the church. And the pressure is on the church by the enemy trying to invade us and infiltrate 
so that he would change our nature. Yes. But I believe that after this conference, every uh, attack of the enemy is going to be destroyed. So today, I want to share with you on this one of you is a devil. Yes, one of you is a devil. Amen. I hope it doesn't anger any, any devil. It should anger the devil, but not you. Amen. John chapter 6 and verse 70. Jesus answered them, have I not chosen you? Have not I chosen you? And one of you is a devil. Now this is a very deep statement. I believe that every single word that Jesus ever spoke that is recorded, you can meditate on it, every sentence. I'm giving you keys for your quiet time. You can take any sentence in red, red letter, and think, meditate on a short part of any statement that Jesus has made, and God will really speak to you, because these are the most precious words ever spoken, the words of Jesus. And this is one of them. I have a number of books which are actually statements of Jesus. One of them is this one here, what it means to be wise as a serpent. Jesus, these are Jesus' words, be wise as a serpent. If you think about it, you see that it's deeper, it's worth volumes of books. Yes. Another book that I have, which is uh, words of Jesus is, he that hath shall have, to him shall be given. It's, it's the words of Jesus. He that hath to him shall be given, and he that has not, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. This is the best book on prosperity. Allow me to deviate a bit. I will come back on prosperity. In this book, in chapter 4, in chapter 4 of this book, we call it chapter 4 in our church, chapter 4, because it gives you what research shows what causes intractable poverty and inequalities amongst human beings, among pastors. If I take pastors and I want to check the inequalities, why is this one greater, smaller? Why is this one richer, poorer? Chapter 4 gives us the qualities that research has shown, not even not my research. I didn't do the research but research that has been done by the UN, by FAO, and so on. And chapter four reveals that it is caused by, number one, a lack of knowledge, all right? Number two, a lack of good skills. And number three is what? Laziness. 
in conjunction with laziness. And the laziness is not what we normally call laziness. It means, or what they call, consider, number one, under laziness, a dependence on external assistance, reliance on assistance from others. Number two, dependency thinking. Number three, a lack of initiative. It's all in chapter four. It's a very short chapter, just two pages. A lack of initiative. A lack of motivation. And what else? Number four, a low interest in a good life. I mean, this is, they've done research in the world and they found out that this is what causes the difference. If you look at pastors and you want to see the differences, why do pastors not prosper? They don't have a, an interest in a good life or in a good ministry. You would have thought that most pastors want to have a mega church, but not true. Or most pastors want, to, want their churches to grow. Not so. It is not so at all. My experience as I go around the world, that is not the case. Once people can go to America or they have a car or they have a house or a mortgage or whatever, they are okay. They are not interested in going further. That's why most Kenyans have not gone outside Kenya with the gospel. I mean, Kenya is one of the greatest countries in Africa. Kenya, Kenya, is, Kenya, is, Kenya is a greater country in many, listen, in many regards even to Ghana. You see, one time I had a relative who had been transferred from the UK to Kenya to come and work here for Barclays Bank. And I said, oh, there was going to be like, it was, I think, Africa something. So I asked, oh, why, why Kenya? Why not Ghana? They said, oh, Kenya's economy is far bigger than Ghana. By far. The economy, industry, currency, everything of Kenya is far bigger and better than Ghana. Now, your offerings are very low, though. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. So you have, you have a potential here. You get it. But you ask yourself, why? Chapter four. When you go into it, you will see what makes pastors different and churches different you'll find a low interest in a good life. Low interest even in a ministry. Lack of motivation. Somebody has to supervise you. Otherwise, you won't pray. Prayerless man. And another one is bad training from home. Research has shown this, not me. I'm, I'm not a researcher. Passivity. And then low intellect is also there. Well, you don't read. When they give you a book, so oh, let me buy a meat pie or let me buy some other food rather than a book. Hey. 
I think I'll stop talking about this book. So I was saying, why have Kenyans not done so many branches, churches? Well, you are one of the greatest nations, far greater than Ghana. I have come from Ghana to come and preach here. I've organized my own crusade here in your country. I've never seen a Kenyan organizing a crusade in Ghana before. Uh, I've not seen any Kenyan man of God, reverend, whatever, who's come to come to do a crusade in Ghana or in Nigeria. Why, why have you never come to reach? You are a greater economy, greater industry, greater whatever, better of, of so many aspects. How come the churches from here have never gone out and flown even to Tanzania or even to Zimbabwe or, or gone to South Africa to reach out to South Africans? Why, why, why have I rather come here? Chapter 4, a low interest in a good life. <laughs> you don't seem to have an interest in a good life of ministry. It's all in chapter 4. Lack of skills. Lack of ministry skills. The skill of ministry. Yes, it takes a skill to go to somebody's country. And to have a pastor's conference like this. Yes. Or to have a crusade, an open air crusade. Yes. And relate with the government and all the important people that you have to. It takes a skill. Yes. Lack of skills. Lack of knowledge. Lack of motivation. It's all in chapter 4. I didn't, I did not my research. Please, I beg you, go and check it yourself. I've never seen a Kenyan man of God with a billboard. Reverend, whatever, evangelist, so and so from Kenya. He's reaching out to Kumasi, to the Ashanti people. Since I was born, and I'm almost 60 years old, I've never seen it before. I find the nearest Kenyan and ask the nearest Kenyan that which part of chapter 4 is worrying you? <laughs> which part of chapter 4 is disturbing you? What did they say? The whole chapter. <laughs> they said the whole chapter is disturbing them.
Oh yes. Receive the knowledge. Receive the skills. Receive the grace. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. Now back to identifying dangerous enemies. <laughs> Now, one of you is a devil. Now, I'm glad that I'm not the one who said that one of you is a devil. Because I know some people would like to attack me for saying that one of you is a devil. It's John 6 verse 70. It's a quotation from the Bible. One of you is a devil. And I was telling you that I have a number of books on the title is a quotation from Jesus' words. Yes. Now, what is it? Let us follow the example of Jesus and accept that some people are devils. Okay, so let's see if the Bible calls anybody else a devil. Number one, Jesus dealt with Peter as though he was a devil. Yes. In Matthew 16, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord. This shall never happen to you. The next time you are trying to rebuke your father, hmm? You rather are rebuking your father, your creator. You have moved into the rank of a devil. But he turned aside to Peter and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. For you are not setting your mind on God's interest but on man's. We must accept that some people are momentarily occupied by the devil and become the devil, even if it's for a short season. Sometimes when somebody says certain things to you, you should know that a devil has spoken. There are times that I've heard certain comments and certain things have been spoken to me. I knew that the devil spoke to me even though it was from a good person. But I knew that in that moment, the person was the devil. And that's why Jesus said, Satan, get thee behind me. You are an offense to me. I can't stand you. Many years ago, I visited a church and I spoke to the assistant. I visited a church and preached in the church. And then I visited again and then again, and then the whole church collapsed. Yeah, the whole church collapsed. The whole church collapsed. And everybody went their separate ways. And the pastor, assistant pastor, spoke to me, who had been there for 25 years. And he said, 
He explained, he said, the wife of the pastor destroyed the church. He, he told me how it happened, and, it, and, and it, that's what happened. And he said, we made the mistake. We made a mistake. He said, it's the greatest mistake of all. It has cost me my life, my job, everything. All of us have scattered. We're there together for 25 years. We built the largest church. He said, any name you can think of, any great man of God, visited that church and preached there. It was a large church. He said, we made the mistake that when we saw that the pastor's wife was operating as a Jezebel. I wrote a new book, by the way. Yes. It's called Jezebel, a woman out of order. Yes. Oh, yes. He said, we made the biggest mistake of our lives not to rebuke her because she was the pastor's wife. We should have rebuked her. We should have corrected her. But out of respect and whatever, we carried on until one day she slapped one of the church members and then the whole church scattered. They rebelled against her. And the, and the, I mean, the church ended. I'm talking about a large church, thousand people. Yeah, so we made a mistake. So Jesus didn't make that mistake. Every time I read this scripture, I remember that story. That when it was to do with Peter, he was able to see through, said that even though you are Peter, even though you are precious, even though you are chosen, even though you are special, even though you are loved, Satan is speaking through you and you are wrong. Few people have that ability to discern through and say that, yes, you are lovely, you are nice, you are good, you are wonderful, I love you, but you are wrong. And this is Satan speaking through you. Yeah. And this is a turning point in many people's ministries. Yes. You know, many times I have, especially with younger pastors, a sad experience of seeing them absolutely controlled by their wife rather than the Holy Spirit. Now, I hope all wives will fasten your seatbelt or we can take a, 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 a break. You see, wives are always praised. Say, oh, behind every great man is a great woman. These are the type of pro- It's not true. Behind many great men is, are bad women. Behind many great men are bad women. And, and, and let me tell you, and many great men, shh, many great men succeed not because of their wives, but in spite of their wives. In spite of their wives. I don't care if you don't like my preaching because I'm preaching. I know you don't have these things in Kenya. I'm not going to Tanzania. I'm staying here and I'm preaching with you. Anyway, anyway, let's go on. (laughs) 
tell your neighbor, if your precious chosen Peter rock. Say it, if your precious chosen Peter rock. Is occupied by the devil. May you see it. May you discern it. In Jesus name. Amen. Number two. Now, you, I'm just reading from the book. I didn't write this book because of any of you. see, there are some people who always think that it's because of me that they are preaching. Ha! Ah, I didn't come to preach to you personally. Number two. Jesus dealt with Judas as though he was a devil. And he said, one of you is a devil. So both Peter and Judas, which are again special disciples, the leader and the tre- treasurer, the financial man, had tendencies to become devils. So whenever you are promoted and you are loved or chosen, you have to be careful because if you don't take care, you turn into a devil and they have to deal with you properly. Now, some of you, if you were Peter, you would have resigned. Said, how can you call me a devil? I mean, is it now that I'm a devil? After I've followed you for three years, today you are calling me a devil. Is that how to talk to somebody who is your disciple? The fact that you are a master, does it mean that you can speak anyhow and just talk to people anyhow and call people devils and just say anything that you feel? Who do you think you are? Some modern Kenyan Peters, I tell you, if you tell them you are a devil, you say, What? Me, I'm a devil? Reverend like me, after I've ministered the word of God, served you, honored you, I've been in the church, I've been here working. Is it today you are calling me a devil? Today you want to call me a devil? Ah, God Himself will judge. But you see, this explains why Peter survived to the end. Because when he was corrected and he was severely rebuked, he didn't take it wrongly. He took it coolly. Sir. He just kept quiet. They call you a devil. Just be quiet. Say, Lord, have mercy on me. Hmm. So, anyone who is trusted, be careful lest you become a devil in the team. Number three, Jesus dealt with Pharisees as though they were devils. And he, he said to them, generation of vipers, Matthew chapter three verse, I'm showing you the people who Jesus called devils. Then in John chapter eight, Verse 44, he said, you are of your father, the devil. You are of your father, the devil. And if you are, your father is the devil, then the son is what? Must be a devil. 
The son of an elephant is an elephant. The son of a lizard is a lizard. The son of a snake is a snake. Anacondas give birth to anacondas. Cobras give birth to cobras. So he spoke to the Pharisees. And what do you find as the biggest characteristic of Pharisees? Why would Jesus call them devil? Because of their hypocrisy. They were not real. And that's why pastors, we have to be more real and more honest. Instead of faking holiness, faking righteousness, faking anointing, faking ministry. And everything is just a cover on the outside, but on the inside is something different. Oh yes. oh yes try to be real don't try to give a good show Just be yourself oh yes oh yes nobody has a perfect life everybody is fighting something the sooner you say it the better and you see for instance with cancer most cancers have a better outcome and cancer is like a serious problem the earlier it is shown the earlier it is shown the better the longer you leave it the more of a problem it is so because we want to hide and always give a good impression we always pose as so everything is okay yes you see the people posing uh, in the marriages, we have a whole lot of pastors' marriages. I wrote a book about pastors' marriages. Where is it? Do you have it here? Oh, yes. Ah, I wrote it. It's called The Beauty, The Beast, and The Pastor. The Beauty, The Beast, and The Pastor. The Beauty, The Beast, and The Pastor. In this book, you'll find out why Jesus didn't marry. And why Paul didn't marry. It's what we call a warning from history. Oh, yes. Hmm. I don't know how I got into all this. But what I'm saying... What I'm saying is that Jesus was against the fakeness that we have. Yes, fakeness. Yes. And you see people saying so many things. Say, ah, my wife and I. <laughs> So many things. Then the next moment you say they are announcing that they are getting divorced. The next moment they are getting divorced. After saying so many things that you are now announcing your divorce. Are you joking? Are you joking about your life? Yes. A lot of wonderful pictures and presentations on Facebook. 
Happy birthday, my dear love. When I found you, I found the only mosquito in my net. When I loved you, I loved the most precious treasure. Oh, my darling, it's been seven years. And I still ask myself the question, were you created or were you crafted? Oh, my baby, you are my candle in the dark. I will swim across the Mediterranean to bring you an ice cream. I will walk across the Sahara Desert to give you a hamburger. You are my everything. I'll give you my heart and I'll use batteries. And you are writing. Hey! Then in six months, you are getting divorced. So it means that whilst you were writing all these things, you were building up towards your divorce and you were fighting in the house. Is it necessary to always show a fake presentation rather than being real so that your problems can be solved? Which one is better? Mm. Mm. Oh yes So Jesus He was not happy with these Pharisees Because they were, they were not real pastors It's just the titles and the big manism The fourth person that are called devils in the Bible, the fourth humans are pastors' wives. First Timothy chapter three, verse eleven. Paul warned pastors' wives not to be devils. It says in verse 11, even so must their wives be grave and not slanderous, sober, faithful in all things. Now this word, slanderer, is the word diabolos. It's the same word that is used, one of you is a devil, one of you is diabolos. It's the same word when the Bible says, and the devil came, fell out of heaven, diabolos, 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 diabolos. But the translator was afraid. Do you see? If you were the translator, would you not also be afraid to write that the wife of the pastor should not be devils? I mean, you, you will be afraid. So you can't blame them. Yes. But only that today, because of the computer and so on, we are able to know what the word is. So when I check where the word devil is used, diabolos, then it brought me all the scriptures that use the word diabolos. Devil, 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 diabolos, devil, devil. And then I came to this one. I said, ah, 
the wives of the pastors should not be devils. And so, you know, but you see, because in our culture, it's like we are always praising the women. Oh, how nice. Oh, she's so sweet. Oh, she's so lovely. But the women themselves don't want to work for another woman. They're afraid of them. They know themselves. Oh, yes. Yes. They know themselves. Yeah. That's why many, many women will prefer a, a, a male as a doctor than even a female. Oh, yes. So it's kinder, it's more caring and whatever. I don't know whether I should stop this. I, I, I think maybe I, maybe I have to travel to another country. That's it. So many pastors are fighting at home in their houses. Yes. And they are seeing it. And so God wants to give you the upper hand. Because sometimes you don't know what you are dealing with. Say, ah. Because you see other pastors' pictures as they are posing and they write the things on their Facebook and realize that, hey. You are saying, I thought, I, 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 I thank the day I met you. I, I, uh, I bless the day I found you. And you are saying, I curse the day I found you. So, God is giving you revelation. And those of you who are not yet married, ah, you have to, may God open your eyes to see. Why would Paul why would Paul warn pastor's wives not to turn into devils? Why would he warn them? Because he told them, pastor's wives do not be slanderous or devils. Why? Because a pastor's wife can become a strong challenger to her husband through accusations and opposition. Some women are transformed into literal human devils that their husbands have to contend with. So watch out. Accusation and opposition. These are the two works of the devil. The devil is called an adversary, an opposer. And he's also called an accuser. And a strong wife who is possessed by a devil can become a strong accuser and a strong opposer. Oh yes. Hmm? The last one is older women. Look, go home and do your own Bible study. Don't accuse me. Go just to Diabolos. Use Greek. Diabolos. Search for all verses with Diabolos. These are the only verses. Yes. 
These are the verses. That's all. Do your own Bible study. Don't, don't even listen to what I'm saying. Throw what I'm saying away. Go and do your own Bible study. Search for the word Diabolos. Check it, and the verses will come. Then you also write a book. One of you is a devil. You also write it. That's all. I've showed you how to write a book, isn't it? Titus chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience, and that the aged women likewise that they in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers. That's the word. <laughs> That's the diabolos word. But the translator was afraid to write what he's been writing in other parts of the Bible. Why do you translate that word devil and when it comes here you translate it accuser? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Why, 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 why would an older woman, woman become a devil, diabolos? Older women, because there's a lot of pain in the world. There's a lot of disappointment and a lot of hurt. So after some years of being around, a, an older woman can be disillusioned and disheartened and disappointed. Just like men, but woman is more susceptible to the pain of unfaithful husbands, poor, bad marriages, difficulties in life, struggles, the curse. And she moves away from joy, peace, and happiness. So you see a younger girl, see that more cheerful, flowing, happy, shouting, giggling, flowing. And as they get older, mm, 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 mm. you get what I'm saying? They become... And if you don't take care, they become more bitter and lacking natural juices of love. Oh yes. So opposes. He says, and you see, when you are married as a pastor's wife, you get it. Ah, you have to be careful because a cap a ship cannot have two captains. A ship cannot have two captains. You know, and you see, when you start, you admire your head. So he's very wise, or he's a good person. God is with him. I mean, I really admire his strength, his uh, charisma, his wisdom. That's what even attracts you to the person. Then, after they are married for some time, everything you have another idea. One husband said to me, he said that 
if my wife agrees with this, then it will work. Because she never agrees to anything that I am doing. Everything she has a different opinion. If you support this political party, she will support the other political party. Do you have such things in Kenya? If she support this president, you the husband, you cannot even lead and say that oh, this is a good thing we should all be like. Say, oh no, 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 I can never vote for such a person. Never. I'm not this, I don't believe in that, I believe that, I believe that. So he taught him 39. Because that was the, the, his, all his teaching was in 39 types. And this young guy learned all the 39. And one day he left the school and then he came back. You know how the Chinese schools are? He left and he became a master. And he came back. And he came to his masters and he said, Master, I will destroy you. I will defeat you. And the master said, Oh, you don't fight with your master like that. Hey! But the boy said, No, I want to prove to you and to this school, everybody in this town, that I am the master now. And the master said, Don't do it. Don't do it. He insisted. So they said, They fight. Hey! The boy brought his. Many styles. Suddenly the master did something. And he did this to the eye, straight. And the boy was down. And he put his leg on. And the boy said, Master, Master, what did you do? And the master said, I had 40 tricks. I taught you only 39. But you only 39. You must be careful when you want to fight with your father. He has reserved one or two tricks that he didn't teach you. But you see, sometimes. The devil is so much in people that I want to fight with you. I want to fight with you. But from today, you are delivered from being a devil in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey! Are you still here? Or you are, I thought you were leaving by now. The sins of a devil. Number, how many numbers do you have? Six, seven, whichever one. Opposing God's servants. Becoming an opposition. Oh, yes. Wherever there is opposition, there is a devil. The word Satan means opposer. Satan used to be called Lucifer, which is the son of the morning, the bright son of the morning. But his name was changed to Satan, which means the opposer. The adversary. A lot of resistance that you feel in the ministry, I'm telling you, is demonic. The resistance, the resistance, the resistance to church growth. 
the resistance to church planting, the resistance to missionary work, the resistance to building, the resistance to all these things. They are demonic in nature because the main, the name of Satan himself is actually opposer. So you are actually experiencing in the realm of the spirit opposition. It's the devil who is causing it. Computers not working. Lights going off. Lights coming on. Going off. Equipment being destroyed. Technical difficulties. People accusing you. Different forms of fights. They are all in the realm of the spirit. Opposition. And that is why you see a pastor who doesn't pray, you cannot achieve much. Yeah. When I was with Young Hicho, he spoke about prayer. He said to me, if I'm to start a church again, I will just go into a room and I'll pray and I'll call the people to come. I'll pray and call the people to come. That's what he told me. I'll pray in a room and call the people to come. The opposition to everything you are doing is because in the realm of the spirit, you have not dealt with it. Kenneth Hagin always told the story of this uh, pastor or church, he was in the church and he was praying in the church. He was preaching in the evenings. So he would walk about in the church. And he said, once he was praying, he looked up and he said, you see the ceiling, you've got a ceiling here, so that's very good. You see the ceiling here? He said the whole ceiling disappeared. When he looked up, in the, he saw the whole ceiling disappeared. And there, in the realm of the spirit, right, he saw a huge monkey holding onto the trusses. And this monkey was the presence in the church which couldn't work. The church was not working. He said, you preach, it's like you are preaching to ice. And he asked, he said, come down. And the thing dropped down into the middle of the church. Walk out. And he drove the thing out of the church. He said, after that, the church totally transformed. Everything changed. Because in the realm of the spirit, there are many things happening. One time I was in Germany. We'll be there soon. We'll be there soon. Hey, this church had invited us and I was there. It used to be the largest church in Germany. They put us in a room in a hotel. When I lay down on the bed. The, the same thing that Kenneth Hagin is with. The ceiling, the ceiling vanished. And there were animals like insects. They were all flying. And I shouted, hey! And I got up and the ceiling came back. Now, do you know what was happening to me in the room? I couldn't sleep. I couldn't rest. It wasn't winter, but it was cold. There, there was no heating. And I was, I was experiencing all kinds of difficulties and stresses. But it was the, there was a presence in the room, I tell you. God opened my eyes and I saw it. One time I went to, I was hosted by some friends, I mean some, my senior pastors and fathers in Malaysia. When we finished, when we finished, we were going, they asked me, were you, 
Was everything okay? I said everything was okay because I didn't want to say what I saw. But you see, the mother, she, she, she was clever. She said, are you sure You're, everything? I said, I was in the room. When my eyes opened, I saw somebody sitting on the chair. A hotel that I stayed in before. There was no rest, no peace. It was like I was, I was in stress. I came to tell you in the realm of the spirit, many stresses you are experiencing. Some, look, if God were to open your eyes, you will see. There was some, and I, thought, I said, ah, who is this? And then it vanished, and the, the, the furniture was there. And then there was some, I don't know whether something happened in the room before, and who was there? A presence. Demons, princes, principalities. So, a lot of opposition. Resistance, and especially you see, the effect of opposition is to make things slow. The effect of opposition is to make things slow and to make things difficult. So watch out for something that's not going as fast as it ought to go. You are experiencing the presence of a devil. And when you have literal living devil, you see they oppose everything you are doing. When I moved to the first love church, the biggest characteristic, the biggest characteristic, because I, it happened in the middle of my ministry, the biggest characteristic was that everything I said we should do, they said we can do it. Any, any, anything, anything I said, let's do this. Immediately they, they'll be doing it. If you stay in a church where there's a lot of Devils or a lot of opposition. You will not know that it's even opposition because a lot of opposition is diplomatic. Okay. It's ambassadorial. You can't put your finger on it till you see where things work without that. When I started, I said, let's do this. We can do it. Let's do this. They did it. Let's have this. They do it. The other person, you tell them, let's sing this song. They, they, can't, they can't sing the song. You say, let's have this worship. They can't have that worship. You say, let's preach this way. They can't preach. preach from this book. They can't preach. Everything is a problem. There's a meeting. There's a discussion. Why we can't? Why can't? Why can't we have a crusade? Why we can't? But when I moved to that church, I just moved immediately. Everything. And I used to think, are you serious? When I say you can do this, so we can do it. We can do it right now. Let's do it. We can do it tomorrow. We can do it today. May God open your eyes so that you, you move into an environment free of the spirits and the devils of opposition and resistance and slowness to everything that God has given you as a vision. And it manifests. Our people will give you reasons. Technical reasons why. Why not? Why this? Why not? Why not this? Why not this? Why not this? Why we can't have this crusade? Why it shouldn't come on? Reasons why? Reasons why not? Reasons why not? And as soon as Jesus sends the opposition from Peter, when Peter said, no, you're not going to the cross. Once I'm here, once I'm here, there'll be no cross. Jesus immediately says, Satan. It's not like he didn't love him. When I say that, I experience that in the other church, so that I don't love them. Or that they are not special. 
But the reality is that sometimes when the devil is, you don't even know that you are being used by the devil as a form of opposition and difficulty. What is wrong with preaching this message? Is it not a good message? Why should there be a meeting if you are told, preach this? Why is there a meeting? Why is there a discussion? Because of the devil. Never has God sent anybody anywhere and told them to preach whatever you feel like preaching. It has not happened before. From every single prophet, they were told, go and say this word, diminish not a word. You have pastors who are part of a network and you want to preach a different message. Which part? When Jesus came into this world, he said, go and preach the kingdom. He told them what to preach. Paul said, I decided to know nothing except Christ and him crucified. John the Baptist came with a clear message. The one who sent me, he will say. Jonah came with a message. Jonah chapter 3 verse 2. He said, go and preach the same preaching that I bid you. God didn't send me to preach anything. He sent me to preach what he wants me to preach. Whether it pleases you or not. Watch out where you are having long meetings. Yeah, watch out when you're having long meetings. Opposing God's servants, number nine. Number ten, being a liar. Watch out for liars. I'm putting everybody on alert for liars. Anybody who lies to you, Remember, it's a dangerous place. The Bible says that everyone who lies hates the person who he lies to. I'm putting you on notice. As we come to the end, I'm giving you a notice. Be careful of liars. Are you a liar? Oh, yes. You are of your father the devil He was a liar from the beginning And abode not in the truth A murderer When he speaketh a lie He speaketh of himself For he is the father of it Amen The presence of a liar Is the presence of a devil Many times I ask people questions because I'm seeking to know not the truth, but whether the person can lie to me. I don't want the truth. I want to know whether the person, what I'm asking, I don't need to know. I don't really need to know, but I just want to know whether the person can lie. As soon as you tell a lie, your rank drops from 90 to 10. There are so many of us pastors and church workers we are, you, you just lie, you lie like you are breathing <sighs> your lies are like you are breathing hmm? oh, I should go to Liberia and say this this uh. a pastor who is a liar 
how can God use you? How can God use you? You lie, lie, lie. Listen, God has shown forever by the death of Ananias and Sapphira, his attitude towards lies. You may not die when you tell a lie, but God has shown his mind towards lies, especially lies in the house of God. He has shown his attitude towards it. Your rank, your usefulness changes when you can lie. You have to develop the ability of not lying. Maximum is no comment. I can't answer the questions you are asking me. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Good evening. See you next time. I can't talk about this. That's all. Yes. But I can't lie. Once you lie, once I was sitting in front of a pastor and I was asking him questions, I knew the answer perfectly with evidence and everything. The person who had even given me the information was even still in the area. I asked the person, do you know this? Do you know this? No, never. I've never heard. I don't know. I've never said. And meanwhile, he's the one. I asked him five times and he lied to me five times. I was just looking at him as his rank was just reducing. He was just at the brink of the door of being sacked from the church. Oh, yes. He was at the brink. He was at the brink. Watch out for liars. Because once there is a lie, Satan is present. Because, look, if you are the son of Mr. So-and-so in Kenya, it means your father is around somewhere. So the father of lies, when you see the lie, the father must be somewhere around. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Once you see a lie, it means the father of the lies must be somewhere around. He's not far. That is one of the reasons why your ministry is not working. You are not amounting to much. There is a curse for liars. There is a curse for deceivers. There is a curse, not a blessing, not anointing. And the devil, once the devil is... God showed me years ago, when you see somebody telling a lie, not even in my church, you should know that that's a sign that the devil has infiltrated his ministry. One day I met a man, he said, I'm going to buy a watch for you. He said, I want to buy a watch for you. I knew he would not buy the watch. And he didn't buy the watch. Then he said something else. I'll do this. And he didn't do it. Then he said something about something which was also not true. And God showed me, this is a great person, but the, the, the devil is at work in his, in his ministry. Yeah. You have to fear lies. God is light. There's no darkness in him at all. Many of us have grown up telling lies as normal. So, no. When they ask you whatever, did you say no? Are you a virgin? So, yes. How many, how many boyfriends have you had? Four. But you mean 400. You mean 400, but you said four. I think I'm going to Tanzania. The people in Kenya, are very, they are very holy. 
I have three minutes to go. Three minutes. The next one. Separatism. Separates. Ah. These be they who separate themselves. Sensual. Having not the spirit. Separating yourself. Be careful. When you separate yourself. Ah, I want to be alone. I want to be separate. It's a very dangerous thing. And it's a sign of not having the Holy Spirit. It's like the independence. Look at it. It says, having not. They don't have the spirit. They separate themselves. They don't have the spirit. Remember, God will put you in a family. God will put you in a group. It's a spiritual group. You know, when Yongi Cho died, I almost sort of feel lost. I sort of feel lost. Where, which group am I in? Because you, oh, God has a spiritual group. It will not be a defined group that you may have thought of, but it's like you belong in some type of group. Yes. God puts the solitary into families. Separating yourself may be the end of your life and your ministry. Because the Bible says, they without us are not made perfect. You will not be made perfect without me and I will not be made perfect without you. I thank God. Anyone who started a ministry with me, I want to end my ministry with the person. Yes, anyone. Anyone. I'm about to go for a meeting with some of my bishops. All my bishops, actually. And I thank God, like Jesus said, at the end of his ministry. Yeah, you see that verse. God having provided some better things that they without us should not be made perfect. You, you can't be perfect without us. Us cannot be perfect without you. That's the way it is. And I thank God, like Jesus said, of all that you've given me, I've lost none. Only sons of perdition. No one is lost except the son of perdition or sons of perdition. May you never be called a son of perdition. Listen, whoever you start with, try to end with the same people. Habit as your aim. I take joy in knowing that this person was with me at the beginning. This one was with me. This is my first person I did this with. I did this with. I did this work with. I did this. I take joy that those same people are still with me. All true. No matter what happens. No matter what happens or takes place. Yeah. But some of you, you are not connected. Everybody who was in the beginning is not there. You know, one time there was one uh, grown-up man, you know, he was asked, what is the greatest regret of your life? He said, divorce, that I divorce. Man, now he's married again with a nice wife and all that. But he said, my greatest regret is that I divorce. So they asked him, why? Why, 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 are you, why, why are you sad that you divorced? He said, because now I've lost my history. All my life that I built up, my whole life, 
and my growing up and all that I achieved in life, I achieved it with my first wife. But now that I'm divorced, I've lost, it's like I've disconnected from my own history. So yes, I have a woman, I have a wife, but it's not the same. You see, God doesn't want you to get to the point where you realize that I'm disconnected even from the pastor who held my hand, who led me to Christ, somebody who was with me, somebody you fought together to achieve, to build the church. Now you are no longer, you don't even speak. You don't have anything to do with all this. And you see, you've separated yourself, having not the spirit. Have in mind, you must take pride in that. This, was, this one was my first whatever. He's still with me by the grace. Look this one. I was with him for 100 years. Look at this one. He's been with Rather than the, everybody is scattered and your history is gone. <laughs> your history is gone. Your history is gone. Now fight to lose not even one. Yes. Only you may lose some, but they must be sons of perdition. That means there's no choice that they have to, but they have to be lost. Yes. So let this be your aim and your goal. And you see, God doesn't build big families with perfect people and homogeneous, everybody is the same. Different types of people come to become part of the family. And we all be moving on together. Different things, but we are all in the same ship. That is called fellowship. Fellowship. May you never lose your history. May you never lose your family. May you never be inspired by Satan to walk away from your very family that God has given to you. No, 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 no. It will not happen in your lifetime. I say it will not happen in your lifetime. May you never be inspired to have conflict with authorities. No, 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 no. It will never happen in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the last one, weakening the nations. Hey, anybody who comes to weaken your church. In the book of Isaiah, it says, Oh, Lucifer, son of the morning, Isaiah 14, verse 12. How art thou cut down which did weaken the nations and made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities? Let everything that comes to weaken your church, weaken you in ministry, let it be accursed. Amen. How can it be that the presence of somebody has weakened you and destroyed? Look at it, weakened the ministry, weakened the finances. You see, when you have an orangutan, the finances go down after. It weakens you financially. The income goes down. Such people, they take away from the income. They try to contact rich members and try to talk to them. Can you support me personally and send me money personally? Don't send it to the church. Just support me personally. I'll come and pray for you in the house. God has called me to you. I have a personal prophetic calling to you as a person. Just as Elijah was called to the widow of Zarepta, I am also called to you in the realm of the spirit. I'll come to your house and pray over your oil and your meal. Wow. 
and they weaken your church. Some of you, your, your finance is divided into two. Some of you, your finances is divided. Only 10% of your income is, is actually what is come. The rest is scattered by a devil who walked through your church and has made comments and talked to people and scattered the prosperous members and those who pay tithes. He has scattered them in the system. Those who have without this weakened the nations and turned the earth into a wilderness. Look at it. Another verse. Further down. Turn the earth into a wilderness. This, this is a work of Lucifer. He made the church. Look at it. He, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof. This is the effect of a Lucifer or a devil in a church. Huh? Weaken the nations, weaken the minister, weaken him financially, weaken him in the realm. When he stands in front of the he can, doesn't know what to say because of the stories they have spread about him. I know you don't have such things in Kenya. Yeah. But today, let burdens be lifted by the power of God. And through the key of knowledge and light, I see the enemy's country. Listen, you know what this preaching does? This type of teaching, it brings light. And where there's light, serpentine, silent, non-communicative, secretive surprises. They don't like such things at all. Snakes don't like open things. (laughs) Darkness. Yes. 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 Many years ago, I entered my room. There were rats in the room. I didn't even know. Rats. Big ones. Wicked rats. They had come to my room to eat my things. Unarata. You know what I did? I didn't even know they were there. But I just reflexed. I just put my hand on the switch and I did click. And then the light came on. Suddenly. They had a hole they were going to do. It was like over there. They went right. I saw them running. One, two, three, four. Shut up. And they were all gone. Why? By the power of light. As you have heard these words, and light has come into your life and your ministry, every unarata and serpent is running and escaping from your presence. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hand and thank God for victory over all works of the devil to weaken the church, to turn the church into a wilderness, to bring conflict in the church, to start quarrels and wars, to introduce independence and separatism. Every form of a presence of a devil is rebuked today in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and pray Lord let light appear let there be light let there be revelation let there be an absence of wickedness let burdens be lifted let curses be broken let weakness be turned to strength in the name of Jesus
Let yokes be broken. Let chains be broken. Let devils be cast out. Let traitors be exposed. Let serpents be killed. Let dragons be overthrown. Let burdens be lifted. In the name of Jesus. Receive light. Receive revelation. Receive strength. Receive protection from the devil and from the works of the devil. Everyone lift your voice and thank God for his power, for his spirit, for his work. Oh yes. Oh yes. In the name of Thank Jesus, you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Place your hand on your heart. Now, Lord, let hearts be protected. Amen. From an infiltration Amen. of devils. Yes. Place your hand on your ears. Let ears be protected. Yes. From the hearing of wickedness, Jesus name. the contamination, yes, the pollutions, yes, of demons Amen. and of Satan. Yes. Place your hand on your eyes. Let your eyes be protected Jesus. and covered Maracana. from wickedness, Jesus. that you may see no evil Mandosa. and follow nothing that yes. is evil. Now lift up your hands. Let God's presence and holy anointing rest upon you Jesus. let power come upon you yes. let glory come upon you yes, let help from God come upon yes, your church Lord. let your ministry yes. be strengthened yes. let your environment Jesus. be free of devils Jesus. human devils and spiritual devils Amen. all types of devils Amen. let burdens be lifted Amen. let yokes be broken Amen. let shackles be broken Amen. Let power come into your children's life in the name of Jesus. And everybody shouted your loudest, Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you.